1: Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman.
2: Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. He is the CEO at UpendPR.com and also Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. Welcome to the show, Josh. Jordan,
3: thank you so much.
2: You have two very interesting titles there. Let's start with (laughs) the Savings Angel. Yeah. Uh, Tell me what Savings Angel is about and why you are the chief executive angel.
3: So about 11 years ago, I and my wife were, we started getting really conservative with our money. We started getting very protective and uh, just, you know, we've been through that phase, I think, where a lot of us go through where maybe it's a job loss, a loss of income, an increase in expenses. And we just looked at all the ways that that, that we could get a little protective about our budget. And the one area that, for whatever reason, I got obsessed with was how could I save more money at the grocery store because we looked at our budget and I remember, Jordan, it was kind of funny when I said um, to my wife, I said, hey, honey, how much do we spend at the grocery store? And, and I, like maybe like 400 bucks or something. And she laughed at me and she goes, are you kidding? We spend like eight, $900 a month at the grocery store for our family of five. Yeah. And I just, I was just like shocked. And so I thought there's gotta be a better way. So I read all the experts and they come to agree that you could either grow all your own food to save money or you could strategically use coupons and stack them on local store sales, the best ones. And so I just created technology to do that for me. And that became Savings Angel. And so today, we've helped millions of families. Uh, We've done over $5 million in sales. And uh, our mission is to help them cut their grocery bill in half. And and we're really good at it. So what happens when people go to savingsangel.com? So we've got lots of free stuff, a free coupon database. We have two full-time people that that's all they do is they go to all of the coupon sources that are available to uh, anyone and um, we database all of that. So it's extremely searchable, easy to use. We curate the best of the best coupons and we also know what to look for so you don't accidentally come across those scammy coupons. So we we know exactly how to uh, get rid of those ones. So that's absolutely free. And then we do have a membership portal Portion of our website, if you'd like those coupons matched to the local sales in your uh, in your city, and why you'd want to do that is because that allows you to get groceries. Every week, uh, generally in most cities, we can find anywhere from three to five hundred different products that you can get for fifty percent off or better if you're stacking those coupons with a great local sale. So Cheerios may go on sale half price. There's a one dollar coupon for Cheerios, and all of a sudden you're getting your Cheerios for seventy five cents a box, whereas everybody else is paying $3, dollars a box. And so you get that kind of savings on everything you put in the card. That's how you are able to pocket three four hundred a month in savings
2: so basically if you have people tend to buy the same things every time at the grocery store so can you have like a a regular list of things you buy and then you see what coupons are going to apply to your regular list
3: yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, Jordan, one thing that we created that doesn't exist anywhere else on the internet is we have an alert service so that, uh, let's say there's a mom and she needs Huggies for $2. You know, she's she's hoping to find a great deal where she can get it for about $3 a package or under. So she lets us, knows, she's let, she lets us know all the stores that she'd be willing to shop at and how much she wants to save. So we search around the clock and let's say a, a sale may start on a Sunday, but a coupon comes comes out like on a Wednesday or something. We can immediately let her know that we found a combination that is going to give her the savings she needs so she can grab, print the coupon, run it to CVS, and boom, she just got the pack of Huggies diapers for $2.99 and hopefully she buys more than one because we don't want her to ever pay retail for anything.
2: And so what does it cost to join the subscription
3: service? um as much as a pack of huggies in fact <laughs> it's th- it's about $3.99 a week and um you could keep it as long as you want you know for saving you hundreds of dollars a month and obviously that's a great service. And there are certain areas of the country that we work a little bit better than others. So um, we're extremely strong in the Midwest and in the South. uh, And then there are some stores I'd say along the Pacific coast that we don't include yet, um, but we'd like to. So just, um, you know, let us know what you want to see and we'll get to work on those. Why does this work for the manufacturers to offer so much off their regular prices? yeah so coupons uh, have you know coupons have been around forever and the reason that they work so well is because they drive consumer activity and and beyond that just beyond redemption rates because redemption rates are actually very small on average so they know that if they can generate a coupon that gives you some sort of value the average coupon or Jordan or the average consumer will see that coupon they'll get very excited about it and they'll do one of two things they'll either get very excited about it they'll clip it they'll they'll keep an eye on it they'll look at it several times they'll they'll get excited about the prospect of buying that and then they never actually redeem it so they got far more value out of that display ad just because they included a coupon because again the vast majority of people who clip or see that coupon never actually use it then there's the percentage of people who actually do redeem it, and they redeem it on average against a full retail price. And because they don't know that typically when a coupon comes out, that is not the best time to use it. The best time to use it is to wait, wait, wait. Oh, and all of a sudden there's a, st- there's a sale at a local store. That's the time to use it. And on average, we see that happening about three to five weeks after most major coupon campaigns.
2: But there's no way for the average consumer to figure out when these coupons are coming out, or when the local
3: sales are going to be, this is what you are doing through SavingsAngel.com. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. So if you remember that show, Extreme Couponer, uh, Extreme Couponing, yeah. those those folks uh, they treat it like a part-time job. Our audience tend to be very, very busy. They don't have time to become an extreme couponer. They just want someone. They just want like me. Like I just want someone to tell me what to buy, and then I'll buy it. I'll buy lots of it. I can fill up my pantry, and then I never have to pay pay full retail for anything
2: very good so uh, your main that's your side business savingsangel.com your main business is your pr business which you call upend pr how did Savings Angel lead into up upend PR? Or what is
3: the relationship between the two of them? Yeah. So, uh, you know, with, with Savings Angel now today, I, I write a syndicated newspaper column. I've done lots of radio. I've been on TV, uh, well, TV alone, probably more than 800 times. All told, a, a total of 1,500 times I've been um, in the media. That's all we do when it comes to advertising. So, for a small business owner to look at their budget, Budget and say, how can I get maximum exposure for a limited investment? PR just made a lot of sense to me. I have a background in the United States Navy as a Navy journalist. I owned a small town newspaper for a couple of years. So I kind of knew the landscape a little bit. So Savings Angel gave me a lot of experience to kind of flesh out this system and figure it out. And unfortunately, the PR industry doesn't really serve small business and, and, and especially startups very well. Um, it, it can be very expensive but it's very risky. And so I wanted to come up with a system. And I actually started speaking on, you know, kind of our success with Savings Angel to a lot of other entrepreneurs. And I found that I was just getting inundated with requests for help. And so I said, well, wait a minute. If if I were to actually create a service that could help you replicate what I've been able to create, is that something you'd be willing to pay for? And overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. And we were able to come up with a solution now that is about one-fifth the cost of what traditional PR firms charge because we treat startups and small business owners like the adults that they are. Most business owners are able to network. So we know that. So we don't do the stuff that they can easily do. And we don't have to charge them money for that. We just give them access to the same PR tools that any major PR firm would provide. We just try to really give them a solution that fits their budget.
2: So you say PR firms in many cases are charging a lot more and delivering a lot less, Uh, why is it that there's this huge industry out there that's not delivering value to people, uh, particularly
3: small businesses? Because they can make a lot more money with large corporate clients. And and so there's an inherent problem in the way that PR services are administered in that it's based on big billable hours and time after time after time. And I blew. Look, I've spent over twenty five thousand dollars hiring a PR firm. And look, there are most PR firms are very good at what they do but when you have one client that's paying you 10 grand a month and then you have another client that's like paying you $1000 a month where are you going to spend all your time it it makes sense i mean i I've, i teach consulting you know i've read the book million dollar consulting your $1000 clients just aren't going to get the attention that your higher paying clients do and so uh, you know, and again, even if you are willing to work with small clients, it's just kind of frustrating because of the budget most that that small business has. Most PR clients who survive on a billable hour, uh, billable hour model, just need to extract lots of hours in order for them to be successful in their business. And unfortunately, most startups, most businesses don't have the budget to get enough. Traction. No one can represent a company as well as the founder or those who work in it day in, day out. And so unless you want to bring PR in-house, uh, it just takes a lot of money to get a PR firm up to speed to truly represent you. But I find more and more, Jordan, that journalists would rather talk with the owner of the business than the PR person, because the the, the owner is kind of the one with the inspiring story. And yeah. so we're very quick to connect the dots and try to get out of the way whenever we can, making sure that they are completely empowered to do what they need to do.
2: So what is your model that's different than the hourly billing model of most PR firms?
3: Yeah most PR firms buy very expensive software. We buy the same stuff and it is. It's very expensive. It doesn't make sense for a single business owner to pay what we pay for that. And so what we're able to do is buy the exact same software. Now granted very large PR firms are going to have lots of personal relationships and you pay a, you pay a big premium for that. So what we do though is instead of asking for money for access to this black box, we're very transparent. We tell you exactly what we're doing, exactly what we're using, and we try to get the information in the hands of our clients as quickly as possible, advising them, as opposed to hiding behind the curtain using the same software, um, we just instead say, okay, here's the report we generated. Here it is. Now let's strategically teach you how to connect with that. Now, ideally, if we can get our clients so that they have a relationship with 10 to 20 influencers, our work is is well done. We want our clients being seen as a subject matter expert for their industry to that number of influencers, because we all know if you can get an influencer to say lots of nice things about your company, you're in a pretty good position. We all want to be on Oprah's favorite things. We all want to be recognized on the Today Show, and you can absolutely do that. Um, There's just a process that it takes to get there.
2: Very good. We're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. He is the CEO at upendpr.com and also Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. We discussed as a way of saving money on groceries with all these coupons. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. He's the CEO at UpendPR.com. Also, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Hey, thank you, Jordan. So it's a very crowded environment out there today, both big companies and small companies. There's a limited amount of media time. How can a small company kind of break through uh, when you have all these journalists who are being assaulted all the time by PR people, everybody wanted to get their story out. How can you have somebody who's got a good story
3: break through that kind of logjam? I can tell you exactly how to do it. Unfortunately, a lot of, and I will say most, most, again, most successful large PR firms know how to do this well smaller, newer, less experienced PR firms tend to do this incorrectly. And here's what they do. Just because, again, I've I've worked with so many small business owners and helped them overcome their failures of the past and trying to do PR. Um, If you have a firm that says, okay, here's our strategy. We're going to create and blast out a press release and all your wildest dreams are going to come true. Run seriously, run. Okay, Mm -hmm. It's a great way for them to make a lot of money. You can charge a lot of money for press releases. In my experience, Jordan, the effectiveness of press releases is significantly lower than what it used to be. And the reason why is that the news cycle is tighter than ever. And more than ever in 2016 and beyond, journalists and influencers are craving Authenticity. I don't know a single journalist who, when they get into work, look forward to rifling through all these press releases from these companies they've never heard of. It's just not a very good use of their time because how they and myself and so many others perceive press releases today are okay, what are you trying to sell me? Now, yeah. here's what does work personally connecting and reaching out and Doing so based on the premise that you are a fan and a listener or audience member of that influencer or uh, uh, of that journalist. And if you start there. And then you move on to offer to be helpful and you offer to serve them and you offer to serve their audience first without any expectation of reward, without any expectation of just pitching and selling your stuff, Jordan, your success rate goes from less than Three to 5% success rate on a press release to, in my experience, 50, 60% on up. And that is huge. Why press releases still exist is just simply because there is, again, about a 2 to 5% success rate on press release distribution. Press releases by themselves are fine. Like if you personally, you know, really personally give that to an influencer, it'll be fine. But again, most people just want to blast it out. Spray and pray is what we call it. And it just doesn't have the effectiveness that it did. But it, it keeps on going because of that 2 to 3% success rate. That's enough for, um, you know, essentially professional spamming to continue
2: so how do you create a news hook or something because it's not only your story is going to be good but it's got to be timely why should somebody be on now as opposed to a week from now or a month ago or something how does the average person come up with a hook that's going to attract the journalist to want to put them
3: on so we all have areas as business owners where we know what we're talking about and 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 really embrace that. So, you know, even to the brand new entrepreneur who's listening to me, listen, I, I'm going to tell you just person to person, heart to heart, that you you specialize in something that ninety nine percent of the population doesn't know and a big percentage of those people would love to learn from you. So, you, I want you, uh, th- th- in other words, the business owner, I want you to embrace being a subject matter expert on your way to becoming a thought leader for your industry. So, I want you to to, again, make yourself available and become the eyes and the ears for your influencer friends. And I want you to let them know when something is trending in your industry or if there's something, you know, according to the calendar, you know, maybe it's something related to Halloween or Thanksgiving or Christmas shopping, whatever it may be. I want you to plan ahead and I want you to do something that's called newsjacking. Newsjacking, very simple. you're just going to be proactive in identifying what people are already talking about and then offer to be part of the conversation. This is not a segment about selling your latest widget. Trust me, you can you can do both, but I'm telling you that what one strategy that I'm a big fan of is building relationships and serving influencers. If you do this, you'll soon, and it may take a year or two, but and I say soon in that stance, you will soon be in a position where you will have a team of friends who will keep coming back to you over and over and over again to help them out on other things related to what you're an expert in, and you'll never have to advertise again if you don't want to.
2: It's all about relationships, ultimately, in particular. Now, in the media, there just seems to be constant turnover in anchors, in producers, in writers. Yeah. So you create a relationship, the person leaves, then you have to start all over
3: again. Is that the way it works? Well, no, because unless that person completely live leaves the public eye, and generally they don't do that, they're going to go somewhere else. So here's why I love it. I love when journalists leave. <laughs> you know, unless it completely messes up, you know, it's like the new person doesn't, they are going to refer you to whoever their replacement is. Or chances are, you're going to know more than one person in that news organization. So if they then move on, to another outlet, all of a sudden, now you have a contact in a whole new market. And then they will introduce you to all of their peers and all of their coworkers in that, uh, in, at that new outlet. So Jordan, the fact that there's so much movement within the media is a very good thing for you and me. It's kind of stressful. I've worked as a journalist. It's, they did a survey a a few years back and they're like the 400 best jobs in the United States. Number 400 400 was broadcast journalist. (laughs) Because (laughs) Because it's such a tough gig, so high stress, sometimes the money's not real great i mean there's a lot of turnover a lot of movement and the hours can be really atrocious unless unless you get a sweet gig like what you do (laughs) so another
2: big part of the whole media outreach that you help people with is social media so does social media kind of um, work in concert with traditional media or is it two separate things
3: how do the two of them work together you know, it's absolutely integral. And the two most important today, today, the two most important media platforms, social media platforms for you to master, and I'm not telling you, don't have to love these platforms, but you need to use them effectively. Our LinkedIn to establish your credibility, that's a given. And it's a great way to connect with influencers. But my favorite. Is Twitter. And so, what this means, again, even if you hate Twitter, I don't care. I want to make sure that you treat it like a communications platform to connect you with any influencer on the planet. Now, before you start making connections and reaching out and that sort of thing, it's really important that you follow best practices for establishing yourself as an authority on Twitter. You could do a search for me and look me up on Twitter and just copy what I do. Uh, You know, so if you do that, and here's why I want you to establish yourself as a personality, not just your company, not just your brand, but you personally, because you are going to be the one that connects then with that influencer. That influencer is going to do their due diligence. And one of the three areas that they look at are going to be Your social media presence. And again, because 90% of journalists and influencers I know actively use Twitter, you ought to make sure that your profile is great, your avatar image, your your, your, should be your face. You should really be bold in branding yourself personally. Fill out the bio. Make sure you've got several hundred followers on Twitter. That's not hard to do if you just actively engage on Twitter. And there's some really, really good tools out there too that can speed up this process. You should be sharing good content. You should be showing engagement. Now, if you'll just do these things, when you use Twitter to reach out to that influencer, they are going to respond with, oh, okay, I guess this person is respected in the industry. Yes, we would love to quote them. If you look like an amateur and you've got three followers and one of them's your mom and you're just, you know, your avatar is an egg, Forget it. It's just, it's a major, major negative. It doesn't communicate authority.
2: Now, you actually have a course uh, that you're willing to give to my listeners to find out how to use Twitter and publicity.
3: Tell people how they can get that. Yeah, so I created, because I love Twitter so much, and and listen, Twitter can replace what you used to have to spend a couple of thousand dollars a month to a PR firm for. That's huge. So if you go to PR. Dot com forward slash money radio. It's all one word. Again, upendpr.com forward slash money radio, all one word. I'll give you my $60 Twitter publicity mastery course for free. I'm not going to sell you anything. I, I really just want to put this in the hands of as many people as possible so that you can say, oh my gosh, that Josh guy, really smart. This guy's got it dialed in. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a video or what is the actual the course? It, yeah, it's a series of four videos. Number one is kind of lay some groundwork for how to use Twitter. Number two is going to teach you how to build up your authority. Number three is going to help you to identify the influencers that you should be working with. And then number four is gonna teach you how to engage. Essentially, I wanted to come up with a system that would kind of be like a a make friends button. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just push the make friends button and all of a sudden, you know, anybody that you want to say nice things about you, uh, they would be willing to do that. That's essentially what I teach. And I give, I share all my favorite tools. A lot of them are free. I teach all my resources. All my secrets, I just spill it all out because I really want to change how people handle their exposure and how they change this idea of becoming an influencer and growing that influence without having to pay so much money.
2: This is really an advantage for small businesses to have an individual Twitter account as opposed to if you're General Electric or Northrop Grumman or some huge company. The personalization and the connection you can have with the journalist is an advantage of the individual and the small business compared
3: to the big business. Is that right? Yeah. In most cases, I recommend that most small business owners have, uh, have an account for your business. That's fine. Right. And, and it's all business there. But I also want you to have a personal account that it, it, with the end goal of saying in three to five years time, I am going to be a thought leader for my industry. And so your Twitter account is all about establishing that thought leadership position.
2: Indeed. Uh, very good. Are right, we going to take another break? Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. he is the CEO at upendpr.com. We've been speaking about the PR and the Twitter and the uh, online uh, resources he's offering. Uh, He also is chief executive angel at savingsangel.com, which helps people save lots of money on couponing at the local uh, grocery store. We'll be back after this. Uh, he is also chief executive angel at savingsangel.com. Uh, he is offering a special uh, free tw- Twitter publicity course uh, to you, which you can get for free at upendpr.com backslash moneyradio, one word. Welcome back to the show, Josh. Jordan, thank you. So one of the important things in being, uh, getting good PR and having all the social media is to be seen as an expert and thought leader. Yeah. Um, so, people may know stuff, but they're not kind of uh, seen that way. How does one establish yourself as a thought leader or expert in your particular field?
3: You know, yeah. And the reason why this is so important is that, and, and I'm sure you've gotten emails, I get emails from people that are pitching themselves for whatever reason. I mean, if you're in business, you're just going to get this a lot. And so... We're very busy, everybody's exceptionally busy, so we have to figure out who is this person, are they legitimate, are they successful, are they going to bring value to my audience? The the best journalists, the best influencer, uh, influencers are very protective of their audience. So, And we're all, we're also very limited on time. So we're looking for clues which are going to indicate to us whether or not we should engage with this person right away or maybe they're not quite ready for what we do. And so there's a couple of things that they look for. And we already talked about, number one, if you're engaging on Twitter, then you ought to take that seriously. But number two and number three. I'd love to share. Number 2 is and we all do this. We'll we'll look in the signature if it's via email or whatever we'll we want to look at their website. And so what this means is look, as a business owner, you're just going to have to bite the bullet. I mean, even if you're an author, speaker, coach, relationship coach whatever it is, you're just going to have to invest good money or at least resources, getting someone with know-how, and make sure that you have a very modern, up-to-date website. Now, the, the inexpensive way to do this, of course, is to use WordPress and find a very good theme. Just, again, make sure that you've got someone who's really done good work who can implement that theme to get you maximum value. So, On your website, there's two key things I love to point out. Number one, it just needs to be updated. Design standards change every couple of years. So if you haven't updated or refreshed your website and it's been over two years, it's time to take a look at that. Also, scroll down to the very bottom. If it says copyright 2014, 2015, that is an indication that you are asleep at the wheel and you're not taking your business seriously. I know it's a small detail, but it's one that I look for. It's one I know. I've talked to other people and they're like, yep, I do the same thing. I scroll down to the bottom. And if that date isn't updated, it shows me that they're not really paying attention to the operation of their business. Then okay, sure. also you want to have a press kit. And a press kit, I'll just, I, I you know, just mm-hmm. to sum up a one hour um, uh, yep. discussion on what you should have in a press kit. A press kit just simply tells a journalist, it is really easy to work with me. Here is everything you need. And then that just lets up. It, it's going to, again, this is going to improve your pitch success rate. So just... Copy mine. Do a Google search for my name, by the way, Josh Ellidge, and then find my press kit and just copy mine. I don't care; it's free. Just Do you, you know, want to find show somebody else's and just copy theirs. There's no tried and true method. There's some elements that you want to make sure you have, but you don't don't worry about having the perfect press kit. You just need to have the the individual resources.
2: Do you want to show a pre- previous appearances on radio and TV, snippets yes. from
3: newspapers to show your credibility. Yes, absolutely. That, you want to have a bio picture, downloadable, high-resolution images. Um, I I recommend having several versions of your bio, and you know what? Update it. I'm actually, in the just before we engaged in this conversation, I was actually updating my bio, because my metrics have changed. My metrics have improved. So, a bio is something that you should be looking at every few months um, and just updating with what it is that you want to make sure that, that you message, because that's what's going to be used. And so, you want to make sure that you have brand integrity so that means that everything should reflect exactly what you're saying in all, on all channels
2: is it good to have a brand beyond your name I mean your name is Josh Eldridge but kind of up PR is your brand I guess is yes. it good
3: to have a, a brand name in addition to your actual name not necessarily. I mean, it's it depends on your business, of course, because again, I work with a lot of author speaker coaches. I work with a lot of people. You know, they may be professional CPAs, personal finance experts. And uh, you know, their their brand is their name. I think uh, in fact, I've seen, a movement where people are, in fact, kind of abandoning their corporate name and they're just branding their work as their name. I think that's great. I mean, there's certainly a benefit that you don't have to maintain two different brands. Um, So I I see great value in that. How about somebody who's starting out
2: who has not got Tons of press conference, uh, you know, press uh, credentials, and they're not well established yet. They've got good ideas. They're a smart person, but they don't have all these uh, a long resumes. How, how does somebody kind of build uh, a resume to be able to be impressive in the future?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So, And one common thing, as you can imagine, Jordan, I get a lot of when I start working with members is they ask me, well, can you get me on the Today Show? I say, absolutely, I can get you on the Today Show. How long do you have to get there? And if they say, well, can we do it next month? I will respond, no, Um, but I can refer you to a PR firm in New York City and you can pay them 80 grand and they may be able to get you on the Today Show in the next couple months. Um, So the other way to get there is to start in your local market, start with the smallest media outlets you can identify, start with small digital influencers. And when I say small, I mean like small podcasters, small YouTube celebrities, bloggers. And what's going to happen is you're going to start to build your uh, credibility, your media cred, as they call. And so what'll happen is, you know, once you've had a successful placement there, then and 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 you really, you should brag about that. That's a big deal. And so if you reach out to small podcasters and bloggers, and again, you make it all about them, you're not about, you know, just selling your stuff, right? You serve that audience. They're going to like you. They're probably going to want to use you again. But that's, again, one feather in your cap, put it on your media kit, and keep working your way up the media cred ladder. And eventually- Again, it might take you three to five years, but you know what? If I could get you on the Today Show in three to five years, would that be something to get excited about? Yeah, I tell you what, your mom- your mom's going to be real excited. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you can absolutely get there, but you just got to be patient and you got to do it organically. And what's really cool is rather than just that one hit wonder um, of you getting on that major thing, you will have, and this is the kind of the third thing you really need because journalists love to do their due diligence. Your Google search results are going to be amazing if you do a lot of small outlets. Again, if you Google search my name, About 75 percent of what you find are going to be podcast interviews, because as a podcaster myself and someone who loves the format, uh, I'm just very, very eager to serve audiences and other podcasters whenever I can.
2: Yeah. So um, we were just the two of us met at a conference called FinCon in San Diego. Uh, there were 1,200 or so podcasters and bloggers. There's a profusion of these people in all kinds of different areas. Mm-hmm. But what is your kind of assessment of this field? Is it getting to Diffuse and it's hard for anybody to build an audience because there's so many players in it. Or kind of, what <laughs> no, is your no, no, not
3: at all. But listen, the appetite for information is bigger than ever. The reliance upon digital influencers is bigger than ever. The number of inquiries, the number of um, or the appetite for video or audio-based information is bigger than ever. And look, in four or five years from now. Are there going to be more influencers? Are are there going to be more people um, serving and using the internet to serve audiences or less? Of course, there are going to be more. So now is the time. If you know something, if you're an expert in something, just put your shingle up online and just offer to serve people. If you serve, 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 you'll build an audience, people will like you and opportunities will will open themselves to you where you can continue to serve larger and larger audiences. So in in our field of personal finance, we see this as well. And I love the diverse voices. It doesn't matter if someone, you you look at what they're doing and you're like, oh no, Dave Ramsey's already doing what I wanna talk about. And you know what? Not everybody likes Dave. Ramsey, <laughs> mm. and no one can replicate your voice no one is going to be you there is no competition that's why you know in our community jordan we call the fincon community there's such an a, a culture of support and love yes. because we recognize that you know as a movement we want to inspire people to be smarter with their money and move ahead and enjoy more abundance in their life. And so there, there's just, trust me, there's no shortage uh, for, for work to do. What we're combating out there is a lot of dumb mistakes with money. A lot of financial illiteracy, yeah. So mm-hmm. do you think it's important to blog and podcast
2: or do one or the other? If you had to choose one or the other, which should one do?
3: No. Well, I, look. I I recommend doing whatever you enjoy. Uh, there's opportunities in both areas. Yes, there are far more bloggers than there are podcasters. So. If you're comfortable with that, then there are a lot of great resources online, free of charge, where you can learn how to podcast if that's something that's interesting to you. I've been podcasting now for a couple of years, in addition to all the radio that I've done um, in the past, um, and podcasting is really addictive. It's a format that allows people to spend a lot more time with you and get to know you Personally, on an intimate level, much better. So, you know what? There's there's tremendous opportunity in both formats. But I don't want you to think, oh no, there's the, the opportunity is over. <laughs> the opportunity is not over. There is unlimited opportunity if you truly have a servant's heart. And look, if you love serving people, that's you are going to be very successful as an influencer in, in your own right, and you're also going to be very successful using PR as a strategy to expand your brand.
2: Now, at this FinCon, there's a lot of talk about monetization of either your podcast or your blog. Is that realistic? Do you think a lot of people can actually make money through affiliates and various
3: other <laughs> ways of uh, monetizing their content? Yeah, you can make a lot of money. You can make a lot of money. But again, you have to treat this like you you really... You absolutely have to do a legitimate business plan and you can't skip over that step. And you need to ask yourself, how are you going to make money? And I think one of the best ways to be realistic about that is to ask other people that are maybe a year or two ahead of you, hey, how are you monetizing? And just learn how they do their business. Because, you know, I think if you can get that part of it down and why I think that it's so important to network with other people. In your industry or in your space, or to network with other influencers in your space, you can shorten your learning curve and not pursue bad ideas that, you know, may not work. I mean, if they've been tried by somebody else and they failed abysmally, I mean, if you can learn something from that uh, or maybe you can tweak the model just a bit and and you could do something that's a little bit more successful, look, this is going to save you a lot of time. It's going to save you a lot of heartache. It's going to save you a lot of stress, a lot of money, Um, and you can get to a position where you can make a very good full-time income uh, as a blogger, podcaster, et cetera, on the internet. Uh, But just please take it from me. There's a lot of opportunity right now. There are a lot of brands that would love to work with you if you have an audience that you've built.
2: So just to explain that to people that might not understand, explain how the affiliate model works for somebody who's blogging or podcasting
3: and how they can earn revenue from that in a legitimate way. Yes, of course. So your audience, it loves what you teach. But your audience also wants to know products and services that may make their life better. So maybe it's an investment firm. You know, maybe it's a new app that can help them um, with investing or with uh, their budget, whatever it may be. Um, They count on you to help them navigate that world. And so if you can do a little bit of research, obviously, you know, quite a bit as a blogger. And- If you can make that recommendation or at least an honest review – and says well look here's the pros here's the cons of it but here's a link so that you could take advantage of a special offer right if you can do that well that link that you offer needs to be an affiliate link and your audience is going to click on that because you did them a solid by you know kind of you know kind of navigating that for them and helping them you know figure out if this is something that might be good for them personally well you can make very good money anywhere from you know, a dollar or less for that link to a couple hundred dollars for that recommendation. I mean, if it's something like a, 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 a home loan company, well, obviously their profit margins are, you know, very good, or at least we're talking about bigger numbers so they can afford to pay more out for that recommendation. Now you can send traffic to that review and, You can make a decent return on investment from creating that content as a front end to or an introduction to that service. And again, people love searching and reading reviews of products and services.
2: Very good. We're going to take another break. Uh, This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. He's the CEO at UpendPR.com. Also, Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com. Again, you can find out his free Twitter publicity master course by going to upendpr.com backslash moneyradio, one word. We'll be back after this.
0: From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel.
1: What if every day was a good day for business? Because every decision you made was the best choice. What if you could receive regular input from credible sources and could acquire all the precise information you need exactly when you need it so you can make the right decision every single time? Because There's More challenges you to make better decisions. Join Laura Ellis every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific, and 2 p.m. GMT on the Voice America Business Channel and learn how to think differently for better decisions, better business. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan.
2: Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Josh Elledge. Uh, He is a PR person extraordinaire. Uh, His company is called UpendPR.com. He also has a company helping people save money on groceries, which is called Savings angel.com welcome back to the show josh jordan thank you so we've explained all this but let's get some specific examples maybe give me a success story of a company or a person that came to you that Mm -hmm. had good content but didn't really have good publicity or
3: pr and what kind of a difference you made in their business you know, one of my good friends, uh, we, we met about two years ago, and he had created a website and a blog called The Rideshare Guy, and he was an Uber driver in his part-time. He was an engineer during the day, uh, living in California, but he, he was really interested in uh, the rideshare industry, and so he, he created a blog and a podcast um, that would maybe help drivers. That was kind of his target audience, was drivers or people who were interested and came up with ways maybe to help them earn more more money um, you know certainly kind of understand you know how ride sharing works so you know he has people who listen to him and, and 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 read his stuff that are just fans of the industry as well and i said oh my gosh harry you are sitting on a gold mine right now because the media is constantly talking about uber and lyft and uber and lyft are constantly in the news now when uber and lyft are in the news the media need people to speak with authority about whatever it is that's going on. So, Usually they go directly to Uber and Lyft. Now here's the thing: Uber and Lyft don't always want to comment on what's going on in the news because it doesn't meet their PR objectives or whatever. They just feel like they don't need to respond to that. So I said, Harry, I want you to be that guy. So we really worked on his press kit. We worked on his branding a little bit, Um, and then we started looking for opportunities where people and writers were writing about it. We identified well, who are you know who loves writing about it? We made those connections. Um, We pitched some ideas uh, to the media just based on what was going on. He made a lot of connections. And now today, Harry has been in the media more than a couple of hundred times. He was able to walk away from his full-time job as an engineer in California and pursue his passions and his dreams of doing this full-time. And today, you know, he continues to produce his own content. And the three things he does, he produces his own content, he works with the media and responds to media requests. He pitches, Additionally, he pitches his own ideas based on what's going on in the news to, and again, he's been in the New York Times, he's been in the Associated Press, he's been in every major media outlet you can imagine. And, and then he just monetize. develops products and services for his audience, and he develops affiliate relationships that he can make a very, very good living from. That's exciting. Uh, I also work with uh, Mark Ferguson. I work with a lot of people in real estate, and uh, with invest for more he's got a lot he had a lot of products and services already and we just upped his game a little bit in terms of connecting him with media influencers in one month alone he got 28 media placements uh, including the Associated Press and the Washington Post his sales skyrocketed on his products and services yeah I work with a lot of people in real estate a lot of people in personal investing just because there's so much opportunity right now because there is a drought of people who can communicate on their area of expertise and able to make themselves accessible to the media and other digital influencers. So, you know, really, if we can if we can help a member uh, do that, they're in a position where instead of having to pay for customers and constantly sell to customers, just start serving audiences and just organically, naturally let those people come to you and they'll come with cash in hand saying, I want more. I loved what you had to say.
2: How about if somebody is great at some topic but is kind of shy or never done media things before, do you do kind of media coaching to help people uh, overcome the, the willies that yeah. they may have if they're doing an interview for the first time?
3: Yeah, and you know, Jordan, that is the vast majority of the people that we work with, and I totally get that. That is normal. So if you feel like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. I get it. I Trust me. And so what we would want to do is start with smaller outlets that aren't as intimidating. And eventually, if you want to work your way up to TV, that's great. If you don't want to, that's fine. Trust me. There's there's so many opportunities for placement. If you want to be in Fortune Forbes, Entrepreneur, Huffington Post, whatever, whatever you want to be in, trust me, there is an easy, not an easy, but it is a very simple path to get there as long as you just follow the rules, follow our advice. We do a lot of, we've got DIY solutions. We've got done with you solutions. And then we have managed services, all of which, I mean, in our rates, I mean, Jordan, we kind of top out at $1,200 a month. We just, and that's unheard of. If a PR person's listening to me right now, they're really mad. They got steam coming (laughs) out of their ears based on what I just said, because I'm screwing up their business right now by offering that. But our audience are small business owners and entrepreneurs, startups, a lot of tech startups that are looking for investment capital. And we just want to up their, um, you know, we just want to up their game so that they can be taken more seriously and get those opportunities. We all want to be discovered, but getting discovered is a myth. It really doesn't happen that way you as a business owner you as an entrepreneur you have to be the one to make that happen this goes for creatives as well everybody has to make their own marketing and pr happen
2: yeah so what what are some of the typical mistakes uh, you have for people who've never done media before the kind of media coaching you think to make them more comfortable doing media starting at a small
3: level getting up to tv eventually you know it's so common, Jordan, that I hear someone say, "Well, I tried PR, it didn't work." I say, "Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. What happened?" And they either tell me a story about a PR firm that they hired, and again, it wasn't a good match, or they tried to do it themselves and they went on Fiverr and paid 50 bucks to blast out a press release, and they didn't get anything from it. That's that's a look. That's a waste of everybody's time. Don't even bother doing that. Uh, or you know, they individually reached out to 20 journalists or influencers. Influencers on, you know, email or whatever, and they spent a lot of time gathering all those email addresses, going to the websites, and sending in these emails, and nobody responded. Jordan, that is the normal, expected response to that sort of um, PR campaign. That's about the worst thing you could do. The most, yeah. the best thing to do is spend thirty days and really work on your reputation. Really brand and build yourself as someone who is who wants to someone who other people want to be seen with and heard from and at the beginning you know it means absolutely you know really displaying your absolute best self online and that is not hard to do it's a simple process you just got to follow my steps if you know, the free thing that I, the free PR course that I yes. offered earlier on the program, just mm-hmm. follow that. It's free. I'm not going to sell you anything. Just please put my practices, uh, you know, what I teach to work, and then come back to me later and tell me if it worked or not.
2: So, in about two minutes, we have to go. What difference can it make in somebody's business to do what you're talking about as far as publicity and so on, social media, compared oh, to the gosh. way a lot of people do it today?
3: Oh, my gosh. I, I you know, I, I can speak for myself personally that. You know, when I got a front page of the business section in the Grand Rapids Press in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where we started, that was my first, I made over $1,000 in one day. And up to that point, I'm getting emotional because I know what it's like to be a broke business owner and it kind of sucks. And to have your first $1,000 day, um, it's amazing. and And I think we all want that. We all want to be discovered. And, you know, if you can grow to that point where you also can get that front page spread of your local newspaper. You know, you can have that first thousand dollar day. And from there, it it's just, it goes upward from there. And you can develop this system where it it's really the money machine, where it just starts to your brand and and your your reputation just grows on its own.
2: Terrific. Well thanks so much. My guest this hour has been Josh Elledge. He's the CEO at upendpr.com. He's also Chief Executive Angel at SavingsAngel.com, a way to save money on coupons and uh, at the grocery store. And you can see he's given a lot of very good tips on how to use PR and social media uh, to grow your business in a major way. Thanks so much for being a guest on The Money Answer Show, Josh. Thank you, Jordan. And we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now.